Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello and welcome to the Evan Wittallison podcast. I'm Evan Wittallison and it has been a while since I brought you a, an episode of the Evan with Allison show. So I want to thank you all for listening. And uh, as I said, it has been a while and a lot going on. And ultimately, I needed a break. So, you know, I took a break from, uh, from doing podcasting as I figured some things out and took on a, another a second part on second job uh, that's taken up a lot of time. And I just needed to focus on that and getting good at that before I recommitted to doing this. And here I am with the Evan with Allison show. And uh, I am going to strive to bring you uh, a weekly show talking about the, the, the hot topics going on, uh, talking about Packers and Bucks and national stuff. And whatever you want to talk about, you can always tweet at me at Evan with sports, getting a, uh, my thought or opinion on what's going on. So a few things to talk about. Um, Packers beat Carolina at 24-16. Um, Craig Council finishes second in manager of the year. And the college football playoffs. And and NFL MVP. Is it Russell Wilson and everybody else, or is it closer than most people are letting on? So those are kind of things I want to touch base on a little bit today. But before I do go that, so I've been going to... Uh, a bigger uh, chain gym for a little while and to do do weights and I kind of got tired of going uh, so so I decided you know do home workouts which didn't, I was doing at the gym anyways but weight free home workouts that I decided to do through Beachbody on the man well I got to the point where I felt like I needed weights again so I decided to try out this local gym here in Racine Flex Gym. Give him a try. See what you know. See what it's like. And I gotta say, I love the gym. I love Flex Gym. I I love the environment. I love the the people. You know, the owner is great. Um, the the people that live there, they're there to work out, get their weights on, and that's it. They're not there to chat and socialize and uh, spend twenty minutes chatting and two seconds working out, which I've seen at the other gym that I went to. And I just fell in love with it. And if you're in the southeastern Wisconsin area, you're in Kenosha or Racine, I highly recommend checking out Flex Gym. Check it out. Get a workout done there. Let them know Evan sent you. You heard this on the Evan with Allison podcast. He sent you. And uh, see what you think of the environment, especially if you are an avid weightlifter. Um, you want to find a gym to focus just strictly on lifting weights and not worry about all the other stuff, uh, dodging people and 
people not having proper gym etiquette. Because I've seen that a lot at some of the bigger gyms that I've been to. People lack gym etiquette. And at Flex Fitness, they don't. And it's a little family there. And we're all here, all there to help and encourage you all. That is the focus of what Flex Gym is. And I'm proud to partner with Flex Gym. Um, and I want you to give it a try and see what you think. It's located on Rapids Drive in Racine, right across the street from Horlick High School. And Monday through Friday, they open at 5 a.m. and they close at 9 p.m. Saturdays, they open at 7, they close at 5. And Sundays, they open at, I believe, 7 and close at 3. So check it out. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. Great environment, great owner. So moving on, first thing first, Packers. Packers and Carolina. And I'm also going to go into the Packer bye week a little bit. So the Packers sitting at 8-2 and two after defeating Carolina 24-16. to 16. And there was some good stuff that came out of it, not so good stuff that came out of it. But overall, the end of the day, a win's a win. And a few things that stand out in that game for me. Rodgers has bought in completely to what Matt LaFleur wants to do. In the past, he and, and we I think we've seen it in the past, the, the run plays the Jones in the red zone. In the past, I feel Rodgers probably would have uh, checked to a, a pass, try to throw it in. And here he, the run call is singled in, and he sticks with the run, gives it to Aaron Jones. Because their offense right now, is running through Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And Rodgers is just basically, I know it's a, a, a naughty word when it comes to quarterbacks. Rodgers, he is managing the offense. He is putting the offense in position to be successful, running it through Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And I know when Devontae Adams came back in the, San, in the Los Angeles Charger game, I saw a lot of people complaining on social media about uh, they it took away from the flow of the offense. Uh, the, the Rodgers is trying to force feed him the ball, you know, get the other receivers involved, those kinds of things. Well, if you really look at the games that the Packers played without Devontae Adams, the offense ran through Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Devontae Adams on Sunday, seven catches, 118 yards, and who did the offense run through? Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Both had 13 carries. Jones had nine, 93 yards rushing and three touchdowns, along a 28. Jamal Williams had 63 yards rushing, along a 16, and no touchdowns. The offense still ran through those two, even with Devontae Adams getting seven catches on 10 targets for 118 yards. The offense wasn't stale against Los Angeles Chargers because of Devontae Adams being back in the game. It was stale due to sloppy play up front. Bulaga, Bakhtiari, Turner against the Chargers played probably their worst games of the season. They had multiple false start penalties that put them in third, second and third and long situations, which Bosa and Ingram were able to just tee back and get after the quarterback. It had nothing to do with Devontae Adams being back in the game. It had nothing to do with that. But against the Panthers... The best pass rush in the NFL, I think they lead the league in sacks. They managed, looking at it, uh, two sacks in the game. They got they sacked Rodgers officially twice. Half of the sack, I probably wouldn't, uh, I probably wouldn't have given it because uh, one of the sacks, I probably wouldn't have given it to them because to me, Rodgers got back to the line of scrimmage. It shouldn't have counted. 
but they counted it anyways officially on stats. They said he got, I guess got stopped a little short of the line of scrimmage. But they, the offensive line dominated up front, gave Rodgers time in the pocket, time to find open guys, and Lazard had three catches for 27 yards, Krumo two for 23, Graham two for 59, including a big 48-yard catch, and Devontae Adams is seven for 118. Apologize for the clock in the background. That'll stop momentarily. Uh, the only concerning things I have really right now at the offense is Marquez Valdez-Scantling looking like a guy who could take the top off the defense, especially early in the season at times, has been non-existent the past several weeks. But we'll see if they can get him back involved in the offense. I know part of it's injury slowing him down a little bit, I guess. But the Packers went back to basics against the Chargers on what got them their their start this season, their 7-2 and two start coming into the game. And they controlled the line of scrimmage. They controlled the ball. Then turned the ball over. And Rodgers ran the offense the way it's supposed to be run. Offensively, that's what I'm talking about right now. Um, defensively, well, Packers are still giving up a lot of yards. Kyle Allen, who to me looked very impressive. I know a lot of people are down on him because he's a an undrafted guy, but Kyle Allen looked good. He looked very poised. He looked like he he, he looked like he wasn't rattled at all. Allen moved the ball. It, it sucks when it's your team that he moved the ball against, but to me, Kyle Allen looked really impressive. He found the open man in North Turner, very underrated play pay caller. He not a good head coach, and I think people forget just the kind of play caller he was due to just how underwhelming he's been as a head coach. But North Turner ran the offense to Kyle Allen's strengths perfectly. The one thing I guess I do take from this game is they limited Christian McCaffrey. He had a long he had six catches for thirty three yards. On 11 targets, a long of 7, and 20 carries for 108 yards, a long of 18. You take away that 18-yard run, he's under 100 yards, and he's under 5 yards per carry. The Packers, to me, contain Christian McCaffrey pretty well. DJ Moore got his, 9 for 120. Greg Olson got his, 8 for 98. And Curtis Samuel, 4 for 35. But the thing is, they did not allow Christian McCaffrey to beat them. McCaffrey had one rushing touchdown. Defensively, Packers uh, forced two turnovers. Um, got an interception by Tremont Williams. And they recovered a fumbled snap. The uh, Allen ball went through his, his hand on the snap. I don't think he was ready for it, and he lost it. Zadarius Smith uh, credited for one tackle, but he seemed to be on Allen all game long, getting three quarterback hits. And Preston Smith did get a, a credited with uh, a sack, uh, two sacks, I'm sorry, and four quarterback hits and two tackles for loss. Those guys have just been a godsend to this Packer team. And the big thing is the two losses, the Packers – have not gotten big third down sacks, but against Carolina, I think Preston Smith had one uh, had a big sack on a third down, forced a fourth down punt, and knocked him out of field goal range. And he had another big sack on second down that gave him a third and long situation that I think the Panthers ended up having to punt on. 
So the Packers are making splash plays on defense when they have to. Unfortunately, they still give up too many splash plays, but they're making splash plays when they have to. They had nine quarterback hits on Allen. Made him a little uncomfortable, and he did look rattled at times, but overall I think Allen handled it pretty well. And then the last play of the game, tip your hats to Kyle Frackle as he uh, got to McCaffrey in the back, uh, got to Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and allowed uh, the other Packer players to swarm because it looked like the Packers were going to get beat, and they ended up not. But the Packers get to win 24-16. I enjoyed the game. I you know Win's a win. I see a lot of negativity on social media because the Packers aren't blowing everybody out. But this is the National Football League. We just saw the 8-1 eight, uh, eight uh, New Orleans Saints lose to the 1-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons. We saw the New York Jets get a win. We saw the Dolphins win their second straight game. The Bengals are just bad, so I won't even get started there. But it's hard to win in the National Football League. It's hard. It's hard to win in the National Football League, and the Packers got the win. They're 8-2 and two going into their bye week, and that's what I'm happy about. Yes, they got some things they got to clean up, got to tackle better, got to not give up so many big plays, the thir- long of 38 was a broken play by, you know, Kevin King thought it was zone. Everybody else was playing man, and DJ Moore got wide open. Greg Olson was killing them over the middle. Yeah, these are things they got to work on, but the defense did seem to flow better with Ibrahim e- Campbell in the game next to Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez credited with seven tackles, but he seemed to be attacking the line of scrimmage a lot more. Um, they weren't these tackles five, six, seven yards down the field like they typically have been. And I enjoy I enjoyed seeing that. I enjoyed seeing that from Martinez. It seems like when he had Raven Green next to him, he played pretty well. Lost Raven Green, didn't play so well. Campbell goes next to him. Martinez is playing better. And I think he feels more comfortable with Campbell next to him. Because Campbell is a sure tackler, not afraid to get get his hand get dirty, not afraid to throw a hit. Um, he's a guy that throws his body around. He does lack some things in coverage, and especially with the fact that he's coming back from a torn ACL, it might take him a little bit to get very comfortable trying to cover. But it's never really been a strong suit. But I'm happy with where the Packers are at right now. They have a they have a lot to work on, both sides of the ball, but yet they're still eight and two. They have a bye week to get ready for San Francisco. I figured at best they would maybe be six and four through ten games. Going into their bye, but they're sitting at eight and two, two games above where I thought they would be at this point of the season. You can criticize, you can whine, you can complain about the job Gutenkust has done uh, to try to improve the roster during the course of the season. You can complain about they're not blowing these teams out, they're letting teams hang around, but they're doing this and they're still seeming to not be running on all cylinders. Maybe after the bye. They start getting start getting everything together, and they start getting better and uh, closing things down. But we'll see. The bye comes at a perfect time for me, as they're healthy. They can get healthier, and it gives them a chance to give uh, to give guys like uh, tight end uh, Spurnberger uh, into the game a little bit. It gives them a chance to have. Uh, you know, other guys who got uh, injured in the game on key special teams, guys, it gives him a chance to get him healthy. 
if I had to be a neg- negative guy on where this team is right now, the thing I'd be negative about is their uh, blocking units and coverage units on special teams. And J.K. Scott hasn't been the same punter he was earlier in the year. Those are the things, excuse me, I would get nitpicky about. But I'm not too nitpicky about where the Packers are right now. I'm happy with 8-2. And And I I think they can easily get to 13 wins with what's left. And 13-3 and should give them a first-round bye, if not at least a first-round a first round playoff game at home, and I'm fine with that. Big game against San Francisco, though, which I will preview that game for the Evan Wittalison show next week. No Packer game this week due to the bye. So what are your thoughts, what are your expectations moving forward for this Packer team? Eight and two currently. Where do you want them to go from here? How many wins do you think they're going to get? Tweet at me, uh, Evan Witt Sports at Evanwood Sports, or you can email me, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. So moving on, before I do move on, um, for those wondering, yes, I still do beach body. I still do the workouts. I still drink the shake. I still uh, try to follow the meal plan. And I want to help you. Uh, I want to help you as well. I am a health and fitness coach, and I want to help you get the results that you want to get. That's why I do it. I don't do it for me. I don't do it to pad my wallet. I do it to help inspire and motivate and encourage you to make the changes you want to make if that's what you want to do. So shoot me an email, coachevan66 at gmail.com, and let me know if you want some help. I got the tools. I got the stuff to help you get to where you want to get to, and I want to help you. Coach Evan 66 at gmail.com. Also, if you're in Racine, Kenosha area, Milwaukee, check out Flex Gym in Racine on Rapids Drive right across the street from Horlick and tell them that the Evan Wittalison podcast sent you. So moving on, college football playoffs, the latest standings are out as of uh, nine minutes ago. Story from USA Today is where I'm getting these rankings from. But the new college football rankings, you have at number one, LSU. No surprise. The the score is much closer than the game. uh, But they beat Alabama to 9-0. Ohio State sitting at 9-0. Dropped down uh, there at number two. Dropped down to number two. Clemson jumps up to number three. Georgia's at number four. Alabama's at number five. uh, Oregon, number six. Utah, number seven. Minnesota, number eight. Penn State falls down to 9. Oklahoma sits at 10. The Badgers fall to 14th at 7-2. Baylor sits at 13th at 9-0. Current playoff standing. So when Clemson was in top four last week, Clemson fans were losing their mind. They were. They were losing their mind. How are we not top four? We are the defending national champions. We are undefeated. We're blowing teams out. Yeah, but you're not... Your competition hadn't been as impressive as your LSUs. You know, Penn State had had looked better up to that point in winning in more convincing fashion. Iowa's better than any team that Clemson has played this year up to this point. Michigan's better than any team they had. Uh, Clemson has played up to this point. Clemson 
figured that they would get back into the top four. They just had to wait. They weren't in the first. And it doesn't matter where you are in the first playoff rankings. What matters is where you are at the end of the season after the, the conference championship games are played. That's where it matters. So Clemson fans, they flipped out, freaked out for no reason, and now Clemson sits at number three, prime position. Those that think Clemson should be number one, chill out. LSU just kicked the crap out of Alabama. Should Alabama be number five? Probably not, but you look at the teams behind them, and I, I, I see why they put Alabama at number five. Just by looking at the teams behind Alabama. You got Oregon, Utah, Minnesota, Penn State, Oklahoma. To me, even though Minnesota's undefeated, so I apologize, Minnesota fans. To me, none of those teams deserve to be ranked ahead of Alabama. Because Alabama ended up, they lost to LSU, the best team in the country. Yeah, the score wasn't as close um, as it showed. To me, Alabama just kicked the living crap out of out of. Alabama, LSU did, but Alabama made a game of it late. They didn't give up, and they fought, and they got back in the game. Again, what matters is where you finish the year. So where do I see the playoffs ending? I see LSU finishing at number one. I see Ohio State finishing at number two because do we honestly expect anyone to beat Ohio State between now and the Big Ten championship game? And do we honestly expect Minnesota to even remotely keep it close against Ohio State? No. If if Minnesota can keep it within 20 against Ohio State, to me, that'll be a victory. And I don't mean any disrespect to Minnesota. Ohio State is just that good. They're just that good. They're dominant up front. They're dominant on offense. They're dominant with quarterback, running back. They're just a well-rounded, all, good, all-around team. And, I, and Minnesota, as well as they've played, they're not to that level yet. I, P.J. Fleck is building something special in Minnesota. It reminds me a lot of when Barry Alvarez came to Wisconsin. He's changed the culture. He's got this college. He's got the state. He's got the city believing in what he's trying to do, and it's making the program better and stronger. But they're not to Ohio State's level. Will they ever be? I don't know. But they're not there yet. And it's a great story, 9-0 for the first time since 1904, but they're not going to beat Ohio State. So to me, the top Final Four would be LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and unfortunately, probably Alabama. Georgia lose to LSU in the, in the SEC championship game, and Alabama sneak back into the top four. Because for whatever reason, we can't have a college football playoff without... Alabama in the top four. So what are your thoughts on the college football playoffs? What are your thoughts? At Evan with Sports, let me know, or email me at coachevan 66 at gmail.com. And then finally, before I get done, I, I, I do want to thank you all for listening. Um, for those that are taking the time to listen to the Evan with Allison show. But now I want to get a little bit of humor. So Dallas and Minnesota played on Sunday night, and Dak Prescott, doing some stretching before the game, has turned into a social media frenzy. If you haven't looked it up, look up the hashtag on Twitter, does uh, Dak dances to anything. 
it is hilarious. It, it, it is just hilarious. It, I, it, it's funny. And look it up, and you're, you're going to laugh. And, yeah, I get what Prescott was doing, okay? He was warming up. He was stretching. He was getting those, those hips warmed up and whatnot. But, unfortunately, <laughs> we got some people out there that just can't let us have fun. Donovan McNabb being one of them. Very critical of fans. Very critical of fans poking fun at Dak Prescott for his little uh, stretching, dancing, whatever it was routine to loosen up, to get ready for the game. Relax. It's not that serious. This is my why so serious moment of the week. And it's going to be a segment of the Evan with Allison show. I'm going to find uh, find something that happened during the week that people just can't seem to have fun with and ask the question, why so serious? And that's what I'm going to ask Donald McNabb. Why so serious? It was out of fun. And I think we take things too serious in society today. We take things too serious. We need to relax, we need to chill, and we need to have some fun we just do. We need to have some fun. So that is my why so serious moment of the week. Just let us have our fun. And seriously, look up on, on social media, on Twitter, the hashtag Dak Dances to Anything, and it is just hilarious. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. I've been talking for way too long. You're probably getting tired of hearing my voice. And I just want to uh, thank those that listen, spread the word, let people know about the Evan with Allison show. I'm here to uh, talk my opinion, my takes, my thoughts on what's going on in sports. So follow me on Twitter at Evan with Sports. Check out Flex Gym of Racine, new partner of the Evan with Allison show. Or hit me up if you're interested in trying to lose some weight. Coach Evan66 at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day, and uh, thanks for listening.